This podcast is brought to you by The Business Habitat, a 12-month development program for expert business leaders looking to escape the hamster wheel and grow their businesses to scale. So here's the question. In our expert professional services businesses, where the rules were written last century and the world keeps changing around us, how do we as experts who have spent years sometimes decades, getting our technical skills to the ultimate level, the proportionally little time learning the ones required to grow our businesses based on our own terms, rewrite these rules for ourselves. I'm Sam Dean, and this podcast, Business Habitat, explores the answers to these questions. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Business Habitat. I'm Sam Dean, your host, and today I have got a super exciting topic for you. I want to really get curious on numbers, financial statements and success metrics and why we don't necessarily love them and if that's a problem going forward. I think numbers and the clarity around our numbers from business owner point of view is something that could really help us going forward working on leadership fatigue and I'll drill down on that in a moment. I think just I want you to take a moment and think, are your numbers, and by numbers I mean your financial numbers, so your profit and loss, balance sheet, uh, cash flow, which then funds those two things, also the metrics that drive them, whatever you're measuring at the moment, are they something that you love, something that tick you off, or something that you just ignore, which I have been known to do in my time as well. And what is the story that your numbers tell you? And have you ever considered the information that runs deep within them? I think, you know, this is something really curious and exploring because one thing that we all have in common, either as business owners, employees in our career or whatever, is numbers. They do tend to measure everything. Um, Society does measure us on it, right or wrongly. And it's something that we really need to consider. And I think a lot of leader fatigue and certainly, you know, when we you build your business habitats as well and your businesses, there's a lot of mystery around them. And I think that this really does lead to excessive either worrying or decisions being made that may not need to be made. And there's a lot of knowledge perhaps missing in this area. So let's explore The reason why I'm super curious about this right now, of course, is I love working with people and something that's really becoming obvious to me is that quite a lot of the time people would like accountability, uh, more accountability, and they're not even measuring their numbers and there's a lack of understanding and we tend to treat them as a moment in time around the compliance And I also found myself very disconnected from my numbers. And I'm not just talking about my financial statements here, but the story that my numbers were telling me. Now, I really found this a little interesting, and I'm sure you all might find it a little interesting who know my background, considering that I have have got an accounting background and I spend a lot of time um, of my professional career and a lot of time with people analyzing and helping them with their numbers and the stories that they tell that I actually got disconnected from my own and really in the last few years had actually outsourced the responsibility of those numbers and the actual interpretation and the financial story around them to others as well and started looking internally um, once I realized this has happened and the reason why I was doing it because you know at the time I didn't like the story that they were telling so I kind of went into that let's just ignore them and hope that they go away and I wasn't loving them 
unconditionally. So I wasn't spending the time with them. I had done a lot of work with my numbers and I do understand the story they tell and the metrics around them and what drives them. And I was sort of doing that at the top end, but I had really disconnected from that and the story they were telling. So I've recently been bothered about a lot of articles coming up around, you know, the people really don't like going to their accountants or talking about their numbers. And if you remember back or have, I suggest you go back and listen to episode 68 when I was interviewing Ryan Lazenis from Canada. And he was talking about some research coming out of the States that 25% of people would rather get a root canal than go to their accountant. And my feelings are twofold on this. First of all, I don't think that means that accountants are bad people necessarily people don't like their accountants because you know most people do like or you like your dentist right but based on my experience I think it's actually what accountants do that is more of a problem and that, that there's this really mystery and judgment around numbers and quite often accountants are thrown on the bus on this a little bit as well in that the accountants that um, Ryan was talking about specifically uh, are more tax accountants who kind of a moment in time and a compliance stuff. So we kind of lump our numbers into that. You know, it's not something that anyone wants to do, but it um, is uncomfortable for us. And I think there's a number of reasons for this. And I think one of them is that our systems tell us that numbers are hard and you have to be good at maths. I can tell you I'm really good with numbers, but I was never really good at maths. Maths is, you know, a whole science as well, but adding, subtracting and everything was okay. That you have to have an accounting degree or some kind of really deep knowledge. And I think there's a lot of judgment and guilt, which also goes back to the fact that we're quite often measuring our numbers and we don't actually understand them. I also think that often our financial statements and the story they tell are used as compliance documents to lodge for tax requirements which is actually a moment in time and so that they're kind of prepared in retrospect and not reactively and not, you know, used proactively for the stories that they tell. And I really find this intriguing because it's a really important element of our businesses and everybody that has a business needs numbers. And we really have to actually look at the value of them and the mechanisms that drive them. And these are often lost in translations because a lot of our numbers are used, as I said, for compliance reasons. And it's really interesting to think about how a business owners do look at things and how we do tend to look at things and as a moment in time and, you know, from different points of views. And quite often our financial statements are looked at from a completely compliance point of view. I think that financial statements sometimes can be equated like with blood tests. And for instance, I've just recently had a blood test where my cholesterol is high, but it was a moment in time. And while that number was bad, I had to then really look back and think, well, what is actually driving the high cholesterol and how can I actually get it down? So when we analyzed it, obviously not to get too medical on you here, it's saturated fats. So I've been tracking and really working on a daily basis on my actual bad saturated fats and having a look at that. And then that will hopefully in six or eight weeks time drive a much better blood test result. And I think that this is the same with our financial statements, that we kind of look at it as a moment in time. We kind of look at our financial statements as a 
being an end all, but we don't actually look at the numbers that drive it. And every single line of our profit and loss and every single line on our balance sheet and cash flow are driven by other numbers and behaviors going forward. So we really need to start looking at these financial statements and what we actually want these to look like. So as I said before, as the case of my cholesterols, you know, I really looked at what I needed to change every day to to do that. I looked at um, my saturated fats and have hopefully successfully brought them down. And it's the same with our financial statements. And as business owners, we really need to get to know that. Then if you really understand what your financial statements need to look like in relation to your visions and goals, actually project them out to see what that actually would look like and feel like, then you can actually go back and drive the areas of profit and loss that need to be driven. And then what areas are actually going to drive on the balance sheet to get your value in your business up to where you want your assets to be. And then the cash flow that needs to fund that. And then the people that you would need to drive those three areas. It actually really confuses me a lot considering that every business has financial statements and has requirements from a tax obligation, etc. But we don't spend a lot of time educating ourselves and our teams on basic financial literacy. Just think about how many leadership, sales, conversation training you've had or your team has had, how much time you perhaps have spent on technology training, all sorts of other elements of your businesses, and then how much you've spent on the actual financial literacy and your numbers. As I said, not just your financial numbers, but the numbers that actually drive that. There's a lot of information out there around financial literacy. And I think too, sometimes with this a lot of the marketing does, and I've done this myself, is sort of say, look, it's really hard. We'll take care of it for you. And I'm not saying that you need to actually prepare your numbers and that you shouldn't outsource areas of that, but you have to know them. These numbers, rightly or wrongly, are what we measured on in society. And, you know, we can't change that at the moment. So we need a deeper understanding of what it takes for these to work and actually what they will look like when we do certain things. So if you want to feel less fatigued and stressed, this is really one area to help you grow your knowledge. And think about it. How many times do you wake up in the middle of the night worrying about your cash flow, numbers, paying the wages? And a lot of that might be actually a gap in knowledge. Now, sometimes it might be legitimate if you know that the money's running out. But then if you sit down and think, oh, what can I do to drive that? Or what would happen if I don't do that? Or whatever that is. And you get more knowledgeable. I know for sure one of the things that really helps me when I can't sleep at night, because quite often even for me, it's about money. But also it's sometimes about future. It's like, well, what will that look like if this happens? Or what will that look like if this happens And certainly experienced this myself. Once I actually got back into my numbers and really went through them, they weren't that bad. It's just that I got really disconnected from them. And I had kind of fallen out of love, if you like, for various reasons. So if we can bring it in and bring more clarity in number, because another thing that I do know for sure is that the clearer you are with your numbers and, and the strategy around them and what drives them, the more clarity actually attracts money. Clarity around money attracts money. So you need to get really sort of educated in this. And another thing too, when we work with teams, it's really empowering 
that your team knows what numbers drive that. I'm not saying that you need to show them the full financial statements, etc. But certainly if they're in budgets, they need to be empowered and they have to have knowledge on what those numbers mean, how they mean to the overall vision, how they link back to the values, how they're calculated. It always surprises me when we're working in different styles of expert businesses that perhaps had charge out rates that a lot of people don't actually know how and why they're calculated and what they actually mean. They know they've got these numbers, but they're not sure why they're measured on them and how they're actually calculated. So the more that you can educate people on how to calculate them and then the behaviors on how to get them better, the more empowered your team will be. And they will actually look at ways to drive your numbers for you and they understand and they can connect it back to the strategy. So the takeaway that I want you to have from today is your numbers aren't scary and everybody has them. So every aspect of the business is affected by numbers, whether financial or otherwise. And we really need to start. I'm not asking you to fall in love with them straight away, but if you can really start stepping through and really starting to understand. So one of the things that you might be able to do is really think about the financial statements and what they mean to you. Now, and be really honest with your knowledge and write them down. Then write down any blocks or judgments that you carry around in your head around your financial numbers. Things like I mentioned before, I'm not smart enough, or I'm a creative person, I don't like numbers, or my accountant does that, or anything like that. What do you, when you think about your financial statements, what, what comes up? What comes up as the first block? Now, I'm not suggesting through any of this that you become an expert in how you interpret financial statements for compliance or any accounting standards or anything expert like that. What I'm talking about is your numbers. What I want for you is to be an expert in your own financial story and your numbers and what you wish for them to be and the levers and the behaviors that drive them. That is my wish for you. Then I also want you to look at how you actually want to receive this information Do you want to be involved in the preparation? Do you want to just be responsible for the numbers that drive them? Or do you want to have someone report back to you? Or do you want to be constantly washing them? Now that all comes down to personal choice and it's up to you. But remember these are your numbers. So how you want them presented or your depth in the preparation of them is up to you. And remember, you know, obviously cash is one of the key fuels that drives your businesses. So you might want to start with cash flow um, as opposed to perhaps profits and balance sheets. And then from there, go and pick the numbers that you want to see daily, weekly, and monthly. So don't spend a lot of time in, but really think about what the numbers are that drive your success and drive your financial statements. Start getting into those and then think about, well, what is the number that I might be able to see daily? And then what do I want to see weekly and what do I want to see monthly? And make these just one or two numbers, but monthly you might have a a complete scorecard. The next thing I want you to do is also disconnect your working financial statements and profit and loss balance sheet and cash flow from the moment in time financials, such as those prepared in tax return. Don't let people, the professionals, adjust your everyday expectation of these. These are your numbers. So think about what your everyday management accounts you want to look like, and then they can take them and then use them for tax return purposes rather than going backwards. Try not to let anyone like tax, as I said, a moment in time, end of financial year, taxes and et cetera calculated. And we, there are adjustments that have to be made, you know, by tax experts to make sure that you're compliance or whatever that is. 
those numbers are moment in time and they shouldn't affect your everyday accounts except for perhaps, you know, putting aside money to actually pay taxes and stuff like that. But there's all sorts of technical adjustments that can go on. And it's really important that you understand the difference between the two. And don't let anyone change your accounts unless it's for the purpose of making them more clear and usable in your everyday and how you want to be use them. So I can promise you from a absolutely the fatigue point of view and then also you know taking it deeper into the empowerment of team is the more you get to know your numbers the less fatigued you will become the easier sometimes decisions are made because you can actually be able to kind of roll stuff through and again I don't mean get highly technical on this just you know get a real understanding of where they're at so I hope you enjoyed my play on numbers in the, over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be also then having a look at success metrics and different styles of numbers that might help you link into this. But for today, I would love you just to really think about your everyday ones, which is your more traditional financial statements and what drives them. And then we'll um, talk about some other numbers that you might be able to think about going forward. As always, I would love you to jump on the website and book a call with me. I'd love to wrangle with this, even if you don't agree what I'm going to, that of what I've been saying. Again, this was just about your own personal numbers and your personal financial statements, just to get just a little bit more on board with them, fall in love with them so you can have your clarity. Love to have a chat with you about it. And as always, be brave and continue the conversation. Thank you so much for your time today. We work super hard on bridging the gap between our expertise and our CEO skills to create more money and time in your everyday to create change. If this sounds like something that you would like to have a further conversation with, jump on blueprinthq.com.au and book a free consultation so we can continue the conversation. As always, be brave.